me bring you up to speed. We've come to this planet looking for intelligent life. Oops, we made a mistake. What we've got here is failure to communicate. I eat green berets for breakfast. Right now, I'm very hungry. Hey, Ma! The meatloaf! We want it now! The meatloaf! This is Sparta! The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. I feel the need, the need for speed. Alrighty then. It's a little bit of shake and then fake. You're tiny Jesus. Golden fleece diapers with your tiny little fat balled up fist pawing. It was a man. He had a beard. Friends! Rodents! Quadrupeds! Lend me your ears! Welcome to the Varsity Radio Show. You are listening to 88.5 JFM, and we are going to have a fantastic time with you, and the Douglas Eagles are going to be in the studio, but before we talk about how awesome they are, let's talk about the people in the studio who make this show so wonderful. To my right is the bearded, bald-headed wonder from down under my good friend, Jameson Fowler. Hey there, hi there, ho there. How y'all doing today? I enjoy that. I enjoy that. Also in the studio, not so many people today, but we will in a few minutes with some athletes. We have, I think, the greatest radio producer of all time. Name in, another one. In my opinion, you can't. <laughs> you tell me any other ones that you, are here. You can't. You can't name a better one. No, there's not one in all the history of eternity of radio. The Willy Wonka Radio, the man that makes it happen, Steven Spiegel. Hello, everybody. How y'all doing today? Oh, we have a great day for you today, and we are going to start with one of my favorite things ever, memes. It's just, it speaks to this generation. It speaks it is to the my language. generation. It speaks it is to the everybody. the language of the culture yes. that we live in today. And I so much enjoy... The Egyptians had hieroglyphics. We have memes. Yes. What yes. does that say about us? You be the judge. They, I don't know, but they sure do make me laugh. And <laughs> in accordance with my good friend Jameson's statement last week, I had to come up with a new vegan mm-hmm. meme. Yep, so, we found another one. There's a picture of a massive steak, and it says, I eat twice as much meat just so that one vegan who thinks he's making a difference is making no difference at all. That's petty. That's just, <laughs> that's petty, man. Just let them live their life. <laughs> I know. If they want to be yeah. sad and, you know, herbivores, and that's, that's me- their business. <laughs> the next one, and I love this. Steven, I want you to comment on this because I know, like, you're, you're married. I know you watch HGTV. Of course. I'm a millennial. I, I can't relate to being a homeowner. Right, right. Yeah, but I, I know that you watch this show. It yeah. is hilarious, and yeah. it is called House Hunters. Mm-hmm. And this is so true. If you've ever watched the show, I think this exact same thing. It says, I work part-time at a daycare, and my husband breeds salamanders. Our budget is $1.3 million. How, though? I know, right? Yeah. 
And who loans them this kind of money? Because I like I watch it. Yes, but I, I'm like I'm watching the show and I'm like, seriously, really? Anyway, what do you think about that? Have you ever watched that show, Jameson? I mean, I think it's been on and I've walked through, and my mom watches it. Yeah, yeah. And they'll okay. pick house number three, and she's like, she sounds like I do when like Alabama rarely lets someone score. Yeah, you know, and you're like, no, yeah. and she'll just she'll be like protesting their their choice and calling them Names. telling them how dumb they are for <laughs> for for picking that house would and, you would y'all not like to see your your mom do it wouldn't you like to see his mom do that steven <laughs> i would i'd like to <laughs> she see goes it all in man she don't play i'd like to see it replay on that anyway and this is one of the sponsors of our radio station it says just think god was like i'm gonna put two chickens on the ark so I can bless the world in 2,000 years with Chick-fil-A. He really had a plan for us to be filled with love and chicken tenders. But did he put two chickens or two eggs? Oh, man. What, the age-old what? question. You know, that was a good question. Speaking of chicken, you have oh, a real chicken sandwich let's, today. Let's talk about somebody else who mm-hmm. does the chicken let's rice. Let's do that, shall we? Charburger is just... I have, like, so I started... So much more than burgers. Yeah, they do burgers, they do chicken, they do Philly cheesesteaks, they do uh, onion rings, so many things. They do breakfast, and they milk have shakes. milkshakes. That Dr. Pepper milkshake is oh, the truth. It really is that good. Ladies and it gentlemen, really is the that truth. good. And, and I will say this about their grilled chicken sandwich. If you want the healthier option, grilled chicken or their grilled chicken salad, amazing. And uh, all that food uh. is located at a place called Charburger uh, with their phone number of 256-505-4720. They're open from 530 to 7 on Monday through Saturday and 10 to 3 on Sunday. Uh, They're located at 3848 Alabama Highway 69 in Gunnersville. Also, something I want to talk about is another legend other than the Charburger, and it is the University of Alabama, who was named Stephen and Jameson, the greatest team of the last 150 years. The ESPN is running a, uh, a special thing all year long because this is the 150th year of college football. What? And a poll was taken. Um, I'm not sure if it was a poll or... I'm not entirely sure how they came about this. But Alabama oh. was voted number one college football program of all time. I can't tell you how that touches my heart, Stephen. <laughs> For the record, Auburn that. was like 20-something. They were 20th. So, I mean, that's still really, Auburn, really high. Auburn ranked number 20, which is not bad. It's one of the best college football programs I mean, in the last 150 years. Just because I know how people are, I'm sure that Michigan and Notre Dame were in like the top five. Notre Dame was number two. I'd put Auburn above both of them, just saying. You know, the AP poll just came out, the preseason poll. Yes. They've got Alabama as number two, Clemson Mm -hmm. as number one. Yeah. First time Clemson's ever been preseason number one. Mm -hmm. I I will say this, guys, and uh, you may have watched Bama long enough. Bama usually plays better at number two than they do at number one. They got to have some kind of underdog mentality, Mm -hmm. right? And I like that. Yeah, I got you. (laughs) I understand that. I like that. Hey, what else we like here is really awesome Christian music. So... Steven, will you throw us some out? Sure, I got some new stuff for you. Here's Holby with Motions right here on the Varsity Radio Show. Things just feel the same. Why can't life just change? 
It's time for the FCA Moment of the Week. And on the phone, we have a sensational kind of guy, the man, Connor Reese. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's always a, it's always a surprise to figure out how y'all are going to introduce me every time I do this. And I always love every single time. It's awesome. It's awesome. Well, you know what, Connor? In the varsity world, you are a celebrity. <laughs> And we have always loved you from the beginning. Yes. So we try to give you like a WWE type introduction right. every time. You totally deserve it. Listen, that <laughs> just made my whole year with <laughs> my WWE entrance, okay? I know, yeah. Those things were legit back when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I, I know, I was. I watched it too. Who was your favorite wrestler as a kid? Oh, I, I mean, you have to go with John Cena, but I, of course I'm not that old, so like I don't... He but said that old when, when me and Steven watched Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and my man, and Macho Man and Sting. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you make me feel old, Connor. Thanks for that. <laughs> I, I, I knew when I said John Cena that, yeah. that was going to probably bring something up. So. Yeah, that brought pain. Anyway, <laughs> hey, Connor. <laughs> so tell us, Connor, two amazing things, your two biggest things going on at FCA right now. Yeah, and so uh, just for me, uh, one thing is, uh, again, I serve more in our Blount and Jackson County areas, and so something that we're doing in those two areas is that we are uh, trying to uh, start to do some coach appreciation breakfast, and so... Ah, I saw you do one of those at Susan Moore this morning. Yes, yeah, and so we used to do kind of the regular coaches breakfast. Uh, kind of like we do in Marshall County. Right. We're want, we were wanting to try to do something different because of like how spread out these those two counties are. Yeah. And so um, we were seeing a lot of fruit from it. So like this morning we had 17 uh, coaches and then also, wow. also a couple of administration come from Susan Moore. And then last week we had uh, about 12 or so coaches come to Aniana's breakfast and so we're seeing a lot of fruit from it it's been really cool just to see and then also uh, we have uh, churches in the area that have been like partnering with us to buy those coaches breakfast and so it's been really humbling just to get to do those things and so that's some things that we got going on in those counties and uh, the next big thing we have coming up um, is uh, our fall golf classic that will be taking place uh, at the ledges Nice. The Ledges is such a nice golf course. Beautiful. Yeah. And so that's coming up here in a few weeks, uh, and we're looking forward to that. It's actually coming up, I think, the the 9th of September. And so that's our next really big event, and then we are also starting to kind of get into those, like, Marshall coaches' breakfast and stuff like that. That will all be kind of starting back up in September. So we've got a lot going on. This is a busy time of the year for us, and uh, we're trying to get huddles started back and meet with leadership teams. And so we've just got a lot going, but uh, God is uh, definitely in the middle of it, and we're just excited just for the for this school year to really just get going. And so we're really excited about it. So awesome, Connor. Tell everybody out there, like if we have teenagers listen, we hope we do, about where the, uh, about huddle groups and why they should get connected. Yeah, and so uh, we call our meetings uh, huddles because just the sports reference. And so if you are at uh, 
pretty much I think any school in Marshall County should have a huddle that's going on. Um, and so we have designate, designated coaches that uh, help lead that and leadership teams. Um, but if there is any student that uh, does not know like when their huddle meets or anything like that, they can contact us and get onto our website and find more information at NorthAlabamaFCA.org. And uh, that will have all contact information for us, and we can uh, get them um, situated and help them find out when those huddles are meeting. Nice. Um, but I'm pretty sure that every every school, at least every high school and uh, most middle schools in Marshall County, do have a huddle. And so, uh, if they need to know, they can just reach out to us, and we'd love to get them uh, connected. So good. Connor Reese, it is always such a privilege to even hear your voice, my friend. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Absolutely. Love you guys and thankful for you, okay? Yes, sir. Right back at you, Biggin. See you later, my friend. We'll, we'll see y'all soon. Here's KB with Hold Me Back right here on the Varsity Radio Show. Lead a science in the Zodiac. Hey, I don't need them, I just go attack. Hey, I make it every now, today's clutch moment. Yeah, and I want to talk to you about an identity crisis, Stephen. Yeah. Identity crisis. Yeah. Because I honestly believe this. If we're all honest, all of us care to at least some degree what people think about us and believe about us. Is that true? Of course it is. And we're always worried about what somebody else thinks about us. Yeah. Sometimes it gets us in trouble. It does. And I'll just say it like this. If you've ever watched TV for more than 30 minutes, how many weight (laughs) supplement, weight watchers, weight, you know. Yeah. And it's all because what? We care about what people think, right? That's right. They may label us... uh, they people may label us or place an identity on us, but something like you're an athlete or, or you're a nerd or you're funny or you're annoying, you're stupid. I, I don't like to say that word. You're smart, but whatever it is, is something we may take to heart or even begin to live in. I think that's where the danger comes living in it. Yeah. But some of us have what I call an identity crisis, right? What which is defined by Webster is this. A period of uncertainty and confusion in which a person's sense of identity becomes insecure, typically due to a change in their expected aims or role in society. In other words, we have placed our identity in what people think about us instead of what Christ thinks about us. We have an identity crisis. Yeah. So how do we deal with that? The first thing I think we need to do is who I think I am determines how I function as a Christian. We need to think that. If you're a Christian out there, who you really think you are determines how much you're going to do for God. And so, so Stephen, let me ask you this. Why do we allow others' opinions of us to change the way we act or function as Christians or just as a person? Because as humans, we're so hinged on relationships. We yes. are meant to have relationships with other people. And the one thing we want to do is please everybody. Problem is, we can't please everybody. It's impossible. impossible. Yeah. yeah. So we find ourselves trying to do that, and we get ourselves in a little bit of trouble, and it just <laughs> continues yeah. to spiral downward. So, yeah. yeah. I think that's the reason why, though, why we're so in tune with what other people think about us. Yeah. yeah. Well, we have two athletes in here now. I'm just going to ask Bree right here. Bree, why do we care so much about what people think about us? Because... We want to like 
please everyone. Yeah. Taylor, what do you think? Um, I don't know. I guess it's just our human nature. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is part of our human nature. I, and I think all of us, to some level, struggle with this, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we all... If anybody who says they don't want to be accepted or wanted or liked, that's a lie, right? Mm-hmm. And so, but I, I want to say this with my first point. God's not interested in your labels and what you think of yourself. He's interested in what he knows he can do through you. See, we, we too often get caught up in what we think we can do, and we forget that God knows what we can do. And, and God knows he's got a plan, he's got a future, he understands what he wants to do with us and what processes he wants to take us through. Secondly, who he thinks I am is all that matters. And I, and I want to share some scriptures with you. Ephesians 2.10 says this. I know like when we look in the mirror, we can automatically come up with things we don't like about ourselves. Now, Stephen and Bree may disagree with me, but I don't think she can. I have never met a girl anywhere who completely likes themselves for who they are. Is that true? False? Bree, Bree what do you question. think? That's true. Is that true? It I is. have never, and I have, in my opinion, Stephen, I have, and I, I would say this, the most beautiful wife in the entire world. I, I think that. I honestly believe that in my heart and mind. But even she can find things that are not perfect about her. But I have never met a girl. Now, guys, I've met guys who thought they were perfect, you know. <laughs> Taylor. Taylor thinks she's perfect. So, anyway. I, but I've never met a girl under those circumstances. But in all saying that, we really care about other people's views of us. And sometimes we forget, what does God say? And, and God says in Ephesians 2.10, he says, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us a long time ago. A long time ago. When we look in the mirror, some of us see failure. We see we see insecurities. We see what's wrong with us. But God sees a masterpiece. I love that. 1 Peter 2.9 says, But you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are a royal priest, a holy nation. God's very own possession. I don't know about you, but those words are motivating. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness into the wonderful light. So, Stephen, let me ask you this. Why is it important that we know how God feels about us? Uh, Because, I mean, really, whose whose identity do we want to rely on? We want to rely on what we think about ourselves? Or do we want to rely on the person who made us? What he knows about us? What he knows to be true? Though, we all have hiccups we all have missteps we all mess up absolutely but I'm telling you he sees past all that and sees who we actually are thank god right yeah <laughs> god he sees past that and I, I agree but believe it this is my last point i want to say this believing what jesus thinks of me will enable me to achieve his destiny for me steven i honestly believe this with all my heart i believe this I believe that the day you were born, God had a plan for you. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I believe that the day we were born, God knew. God says it in the Bible. I knew you. Actually, David writes this. I knew you in your mother's womb. You were knit and created for me, basically. You were beautifully and wonderfully made. And and, and just like I said here, you're God's masterpiece. You're, 
You're a chosen people. You're a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation. You're God's very own possession. God doesn't say things like that or talk about us like that if he doesn't have plans, a destiny, and a future for us. And so let me go with the very last one. Believing what God thinks about me will enable me to achieve his destiny for my life. Well, what does God say about me? Well, what does he say in the Bible? It's John 1.12. He says that we're his children. In Galatians 3.26, it says we are his sons and daughters. Sons and daughters of God. John 15.5 says we are the branches from his vines. In other words, we are his hands and feet that he chooses to work through and use. 1 Corinthians 6.19 says we are the temple of the Holy Spirit and he chooses to dwell in us. John 15.16 says that we didn't choose Jesus, but he chose us. I like that one a lot. I don't know about you, but I like that one. Ephesians 1.5 says that he adopted us. You don't adopt somebody unless you want them. It is a choice. It's not something you're forced to do. Romans 8.37 says we are more than conquerors through him. Matthew 5.13 says that we're the salt of the earth. And Matthew 5.14 says we are the light of the world. So tell me this, how do these scriptures make you feel about the way God created you to be? It's, I mean, so much more than I could ever think of myself, really. To know that somebody else knows me that well, knows knows me and everything I've done, though he still sees me like that. Yeah. There's nothing like that here on earth. It's completely out of, it's extraordinary. Wow. Yeah. That's so good. Bree, what do you think? Um, I think that we're really blessed that he always sees us for who who he made us to be like we see our insecurities and uh, all the things we've done but he always he sees how he made us and how we should see ourselves that's good Taylor what do you think man I think it's uh, kind of like you said about how God has a master plan behind all this and sometimes we like to get caught up in our own minds and don't like to think about that God's got this thing under control and sometimes we don't like to focus on that we like to think about our own selves Man, that's good. Did you hear hear that last point I made? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think, Jameson? Okay. Reiterate the point you made because I heard. <laughs> Believe in what Jesus thinks about me will enable me to achieve His destiny for me. Oh yeah, because you know you can't you can't effectively execute His will sometimes. You know when you're you're not in the right frame of mind. Yeah. If you're believing a lie, you can't be spreading the truth. You know what I mean? Oh, that's good. So, I like that. And I, if you're out there and you're like, I'm not worth much. I don't feel like my life's amounted to much. Let let me reiterate. I could have come up with 20 other scriptures of what God thinks about you. But that was just about, you know, that was 10 just statements that God makes about you throughout the Bible. It's just incredible. You're chosen. You're adopted. You're wanted. You're his, what he chooses to use And so if you're out there today and you're struggling with that, I just want to challenge you to realize you're having an identity crisis. And it's not me insulting you. It's just letting you know God really cares about you. He really has a plan for you. And he wants to do some amazing things through you. Steven? Hey, Nate. How's life? I don't know. It's all right. I've been dealing with some things like every human being and really didn't sleep much last night. It's the Varsity Athlete Interview. And today we have the privilege of having the Taylor and Bree Walls, brother and sister, up in the studio. We're going to have a great day. How are y'all doing? Good. 
Good. And 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 Taylor let me realize he he just made me realize this is his third time here, uh, <laughs> so he's becoming what we call a varsity celebrity. That's nice. So his his name has been on our uh, athlete door more than once. Three I'm famous. Times. You're famous. You're varsity famous. Somebody's giving y'all love on Facebook Live, and if you're not watching, you want to see these two awesome guys. Do an awesome interview. You can go to our Facebook Facebook Live at, at Varsity Radio Show, and you can see these amazing people. Uh, and so, anyway, let's start out. Let's talk about your favorite sport. So, Taylor, uh, tell me, what is your favorite sport? I see that you do three, but what's the favorite one out of the three? I would say tennis is my favorite. Tennis? And why? Um, I don't know. I guess because people don't hit you or what, <laughs> what yeah, is that? Um, <laughs> I'm probably the best at tennis, honestly. Okay, that's probably one. Okay, and you and you play just so the audience knows. Not only do you play tennis, you play basketball and football. Am I missing anything else? That's it. No, and so tennis is his favorite. Not because he doesn't want to be hit, coach. <laughs> so He'll call me soft if you hear him say that. I know, yeah, yeah. So, Taylor, tell me this. Uh, what's your favorite thing about football? We're going to go through the sports. What's your favorite thing about football? Um, Hitting people when they're not looking. Okay, there you go. What's your favorite thing about basketball? I don't know, honestly. Okay. Cheering the... I mean... Getting like, the crowd wound up. That's right. He likes dunking. Anyway, <laughs> and uh, tell us about tennis. Favorite thing about tennis? Um, trash talking. No, I'm just kidding. Trash. <laughs> At least uh, he's honest. Because he can't be hit. Trash talking. <laughs> the competition. He he's got Serena Williams anger. Anyway, <laughs> Bree. Okay, now you play two sports, right? Yes. Correct. So you play volleyball and basketball. Mm-hmm. Now you tell me this. What's your favorite of the two? Uh, I used to say volleyball, but I'm not sure right now. You used uh, to say volleyball, yes. but it's hurting right now? Or It's not really hurting, yeah. but I don't know. Basketball's growing on me a lot. Okay. All right. And so favorite thing about volleyball? Probably the adrenaline after you get a kill and then your whole team and the whole crowd's like cheering, you know? No, so you just the, said you get she a said kill. kill. We she, can't just brush over that. What what exactly does that mean when you get a kill? What thank does that you, mean? Steven. Thank you for going well, deep. Because <laughs> it, got, it got kind of violent up in here. No, if you could have played some weird murder music right then, it would have been appropriate. So does, does that mean like when you spike the ball or what? And no one touches it or they get one touch. Okay. Or you can tip it and they just get one touch or no touch at all. Yeah. Okay. Like, much. when Makes she does now. something that you would want to see an instant replay on. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, what's your favorite thing? That was a good question, Steve. What is your favorite thing about basketball? Probably being physical, I guess, you know, like being mean. Being mean. Yeah. You too. This is a walls <laughs> thing. I'm feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make them mad, Stephen. You're gonna you're gonna get beat up or killed. One. That's what I just heard out of that <laughs> conversation. So, when did you start? Just tell me your age that you start each sport, and we're gonna go to a song after that. But Taylor, at what age did you start basket basketball, football, and tennis? Um, basketball. I started when I was five years old, and then I played all the way till my ninth grade year, and then I kind of skipped 
10th and 11th and then played again this year okay and then tennis i came seventh grade nice and still playing and then football i played in peewee and then wow so you've been doing it now brie how long have you been playing volleyball and basketball basketball since i was 12 and volleyball since i was 14 maybe nice nice and so right now you don't know which one's your favorite you're Mm -hmm. like on the wall yeah Right. No pun pants. intended. No pun intended. Yeah. So are on the net making kills. Anyway, that's what I just heard. Uh, Steven, we're going to go to some music. Hey, what's going on? This is Gavi, and you're listening to the Varsity Radio Show. Running on the sideline right now. This feels like a lifetime. I ain't down. Losing all my patience somehow. Hey, this is Jameson Fowler with the Varsity Radio Show. Yeah. Back again with our athlete interview here with Taylor and Bree. Before you start, if you're out in the Facebook world and you want to ask these guys anything, go to at Varsity Radio Show mm-hmm. and ask anything you want, anything that's appropriate for Christian Radio. And but, me and Jameson will ask it. Yeah. Go ahead. But before you do that, Facebook, <laughs> I need you to answer this question for me. Uh, we, we just asked Bree and Taylor there what, what guilty pleasure food that they eat that their friends might judge them for. Yes. And Taylor shared something very disturbing. We're going to let him share it. Um, <laughs> we, we need we need your your opinions on this. He says, ranch with brownies. What is that? Like, Explain that, Taylor. We're not supposed to judge people as Christians, but he's making it real <laughs> hard right now. Taylor, explain yourself. Like, and when did you like have this first experience? Yeah, so where did this happen? When were you like, first traumatized? Okay, so he was with it, me. Yeah, right. Why did you let this happen? I had a, like, I had a brownie. Like, but I was eating chicken. I think I had like a brownie beside yeah, yeah, the ranch, yeah. and like it went in. They and did. I was, I was just like, you know, gonna eat it off, you know. Yeah. And then I, taste, I was quicker. like, this is pretty good. Wow. So now you do it all the time. Basically. On purpose. Wow. It's I have good. nothing to say about that. I, I have things to say about that. <laughs> don't, don't knock it until you try it. Okay. So, all right. Don't knock all right. it until you rock it. Bree, what is yours? I don't really know because, like, I guess stuff that I know my friends would judge me for, I probably wouldn't eat in front of them, but yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. know. <laughs> but just tell us, not like anybody's um, listening or anything, but just tell us. <laughs> I don't know. I guess this kind of stands out because every time I do it, they're like, ew, but... I put like a bunch of mustard on my, um, <laughs> he hates it. I put like a whole bunch of mustard on my, um, hot dog, hamburger. No, no, not my hot dog, hamburger. My potatoes. What? Oh, yeah. like that is. Potatoes? Like, like mashed potatoes and fried wow. potatoes. And fried, yeah. Like, I mustard. put so mustard? much. It's yes. like eating potatoes with the mustard. Yeah. Like, it's not mustard It's with like I put a little anymore. bit of potatoes on the mustard, you know? So it's all yellow. Yeah. Pretty much. Yes. It's like a soup. <laughs> you too. Wow. It's terrible. I am so glad we I'm asked sure that question, coaches. Steven. Mm-hmm. Your coaches have got to hate to hear this. Because like, this is not going to be good for conditioning. <laughs> I don't think mustard's going to hurt. Ranch and brownies? Ranch and brownie, though? Mm. Man. Uh, all right, I'm going to go with a serious question after that. brownies, ladies and gentlemen. Let Facebook, me, we need we need your opinions on this. Yeah, hey, if you're out there and you want to give us your comment, we want to know. I, I put the grossest thing on there, like the grossest, grossest guilty pleasure. I, it's going to be hard to beat brownies and ranch. <laughs> but mustard don't... Oh, okay. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> moving forward. Keep moving forward. 
Bree and Taylor, I want to know the greatest lesson that any coach has ever taught you or the greatest thing you've learned from that and how it has uh, affected your life since that lesson. Guys Bree. Guys first. It's always ladies first, though, so. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. And you can name the coach. It's okay. Um, Coach Clark and Coach Howard both have been really big on um you know teaching us how that it's all about team like don't just pick yourself over your team yeah like you have to have confidence to play as a team because if you don't have confidence and you're all worried about yourself about what other people think you can't play to your best ability so that's hurting your team if you can't play to your best ability that's really good so they teach you to have confidence in yourself always i like it taylor um Probably that the coaches always say that they care about us more as a person than they do as a player, and uh, if they have to influence us one way, it would be to always do the right thing, not always in sports, but in life in general. Mm-hmm. Wow. So good. And uh, just just for the record, Taylor, I thought you were, like, alone in this world, but I'm looking, because Stephen is amazing at, like, finding material when you talk about it, and but it says... The Disney star Dove Cameron loves brownies and ranch, so you're not alone. My future wife. There you go. Okay, you're not alone. I thought you were, but you're not. Okay, so anyway, there's that. Now on the mustard. Anyway, uh, so that is amazing. Hey, we're going to go to some music, and uh, we'll be back with some more questions with these incredible people, Bree and Taylor Walls. You're still be macking neon feather with scars. So we, I just really enjoyed talking with Bree and Taylor. Taylor is cracking me up in between. <laughs> He's a big fan of him. Anyway, <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm just joking. But anyway, uh, so what do you guys do? Uh, y'all are brother and sister. Y'all are both athletic. What do you do when you're not doing a sport? So, what are the things that you enjoy doing most, I guess, in your off time? And when you're not eating weird food. <laughs> yes, and when you're not eating brownies with ranch and lots of mustard on, like, everything. Um, During the week, we have, like, practice all the time, so we really don't do anything after sports because it's, like, dark by then, like, 9.30. You crash. So, on yeah. the weekends. Um, on Saturday, I ref peewee football. What? That's cool. I like yep, that. I got my losses this year. And then on Sundays, I go to church, and then... Do something with my girlfriend, probably. There you go. Bree? Um, I usually work, or I like to run. You so. like to run? Mm-hmm. Like, on your own? Without this anybody chasing you? This is a foreign concept <laughs> to say. <laughs> yes, I'm trying to figure this out. Yeah, <laughs> She voluntarily runs. I like to get up, like, I started a little while ago, but... Sometimes if it's really late on Saturday night, I don't do it, but I like to get up at like 7 in the mornings on yeah. Sunday and go for a run, you know? Yeah. But I usually do it with a friend off my volleyball team, okay. Camille. So you're not by yourself? No. And you're not being chased by a bear? I'm not being okay. chased by a bear. That's nice. Good for you. <laughs> That's awesome. So it's, it sounds like you guys just like to just stay active, like just, you know, all the time. So I guess how does, does that help translate into your, into sports? Does like staying active and being in a routine like that, does, do you sure. feel like it helps you? Mm-hmm. Yes, because 
if you if you don't stay active and you take off so many days and then you try to go work out and run and stuff like that you're so drained and it's like you don't have any energy so the same would, way for you ta- i'm sorry it's the uh, same way for you taylor i'm sorry yeah it's like you go from like by the time if you don't do nothing over the weekend i feel like by monday monday's gonna hit you hard at practice mm-hmm. wow I'm just reading what your grandparents are saying. Oh, oh so hey, that's my awesome grandson and granddaughter. Hey, Bree, I uh, love these two kids, Stacy Evan Sanders, and then uh, Ricky Phillips runs like Zeke. Yeah, well, ain't nobody running like Zeke ain't running like nothing because the Cowboys ain't paying him. Oh, that's right. Wow. But mm. that took a turn. Here we go. Wow, uh, that's okay. what he was referring to. That's yeah. all. It sounds like Taylor has a uh, an opinion on this. No. No, I, I mean, who, who yeah, I like they, the Cowboys. Who, who should they pay first, Zeke or Dak? Zeke. <laughs> Is Dak worth forty million a year? No, <laughs> no. no, not when you're a checkdown quarterback. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Okay, we're gonna I mean, go. We're a checkdown gonna... quarterback has won a Super Bowl six times. This... I'm looking at you, Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> we we are gonna go to some music, but before we do, we want to tell you about the glorious burger place that we call char burger they never check down they are no a stud they quarterback. are they are they're like peyton manning home of the wildcat burger chicken fingers philly cheesesteak jumbo crispy onion rings they're located at 3848 alabama highway 69 guntersville alabama they're open till seven tonight and they'll be back open again at 5 30 in the morning except on sunday when they open from 10 to 3 Hey, we're going to go to some music. There's Hillsong Young and Free with Andy Minio and every little thing right here on the Varsity Radio Show. Yeah, so we were talking before the break and I just uh, we had like an interesting twist because, you know, sometimes we talk during the break and you can hear all these conversations live if you go to our Facebook Live. Facebook Live. live. Yeah, at Varsity Radio Show. Uh, but we were talking, this is just an interesting story. Bree, and I, I like this, Bree and Taylor, they get asked a lot uh, how old they are in between. So tell us that story. Tell, tell um, us about that. Well, like when we go on vacations or anything, people are like, how far apart are y'all? And we're like, we're four or five months. And they're like, how is that possible? <laughs> I'm like, well... My mom, like, she has some pregnancy problems with this, so I was born really, really late. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the truth but, of the story is... Yeah. Um, I was adopted when I was 11. Yeah. And um, so they eventually find that out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you string them along for four or five months. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny because it, it was so fun the first time we were having this conversation because Taylor's like, who wouldn't want to live with me? You know? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yes. Now, how's it been? He's such a humble brother. So you've had her for you. You two have been together for like five years, brother and sister. So mm-hmm. what's it been like having somebody new come into the house and um, adjusting? And it was different because like I never lived with a girl, so Easy. I had to like <laughs> no, like I'm being serious. Like I had to stop walking around the house in my underwear. Yeah. And stuff like that. Yeah. And then I had to move in the same bedroom with my brother. Yeah. So we have to sleep together. Yeah. 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 Got you. Okay. Yeah. How about you, Bree? Um, I don't know. It took him get to use like <laughs> it took some getting used to, yeah. like having 
a family, you know, that's there a lot and stuff and having my brothers like to play with and stuff like that. Like I had brothers and stuff, mm-hmm. yeah. but they weren't ever really home or they, you didn't really have playtime when, you know, where I lived with them and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. And church played a really big role in what happened. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, where I went to church when I was going um, from different homes and stuff, there were some people there and they went and told my mom and dad about what was going on with me and stuff like that. So when they did, they decided to have me over for a weekend. And then the last night I was staying, they asked if I would want to live with them. Well, wow. the next day I had court and the way I, they got to take me was not how it was supposed to happen. Like they weren't supposed to be able to take me that day. It was supposed to take a couple weeks and stuff like that. But God played a big role in that too, because without him, that definitely would not have happened. Can you explain what happened? Or Well, I was supposed to go home with this other lady, and her name's Shauna, and um, you're not supposed to just stand up in court and say, hey, you know, I want her to go with me because she's in a bad home and stuff like that. We'd had went through a bunch of papers and stuff like that. Yeah. But when my mom did uh, go up there and say that, well, the judge took a different look. and Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Here you are. What does that mean for your life, Bree? I mean, what is what is that day, that court hearing? What's that like, meant to you? What has that meant to you in the last five years? Um, so much. It's changed my life like completely because five years ago, I would never, ever have seen myself here or on a sports team or still in school. Like I would wouldn't still be in school if I would not have got adopted. You know, a few years ago by the family I did get did get adopted by. So. Wow. And so, Taylor, for you, uh, I know you said the funny thing, but on a serious note, just bring it in serious just for a second. <laughs> what does it mean positively for you and your family? Because you've been there the whole time. You know, you are pretty much the same age. What does that mean? Uh, what good has come from it, in other words? Um, well, when uh, Bray started living with us, it was kind of like an opportunity uh, for someone. Like, my brother's four years younger than me, so... Um, it was kind of like an opportunity to know that the same stuff I was going through as a teenager and stuff like that, I wasn't um, the only one that was facing that. Someone else that was close to my same age was um, going through the same stuff. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I think the only way we can end this is by saying thanks, Mom and Dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And uh, what an incredible story. What incredible athletes. You two have been amazing. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. And uh, y'all have made Douglas Eagles incredibly proud. I know you have. Great again. Yeah, yeah. Man, make the Douglas Eagles great again. Oh, man. All right. <laughs> he said that, not me. I didn't come up with that statement. Uh, and anyway, it's going to be a good year for y'all. Uh, so go Eagles. And uh, Roll Todd. Hey there. It's Jameson again with the Varsity Radio Show. And uh, we have a familiar, familiar voice on the phone with us. Ricky? I hate my voice. <laughs> we don't. We love it. I don't have a good radio voice, though. Uh, yeah, you do. Sure you do. One of the original uh, co-hosts of the Varsity Radio Show is back on the line with us today. We're just going to chat a little bit about some of the goings-on in the sports world. And uh, Ricky and I, we both uh, you know, we enjoy our fair share of, of football and baseball and a little bit of fantasy. So we're going to just kind of roll through some of these subjects and uh, see where see where it goes. So, Rick, what, what do you want to start off talking about, Rick? Uh, I noticed your, uh, you posted on Facebook. You said the varsity is up and running, unlike the <laughs> Yes. 
I did. It's uh, what what is going on in Dallas? Like, I mean, Dallas is always kind of a circus, but I mean, like, how do you not have your quarterback and your your starting running back signed for the season with three uh, weeks players left? Players are getting players are getting greedy, especially in the in the in the big city of Jerry's World. Mm-hmm. Um, players are just getting greedy. That's really what it is. It started with Le'Veon Bell last year destroying fantasy owners and. <laughs> I mean, nobody really else, because, I mean, the Jets benefited from it, but mm-hmm. uh, you got Antonio Brown with the whole helmet issue thing. It's all, I mean, it's, it's all media. It's not, uh, you know, I I don't know if you've ever noticed this or not, but if you, if you make $200 on a paycheck, and you really, you work an extra 12 hours, you're probably still going to make $200 on your paycheck after taxes. Yeah. It's just going to fall into a new tax bracket. Mm-hmm. So aside from you know when you're talking millions and millions of dollars here, these people aren't making more money. It's all show, and who wants to be paid the most, and what they want to what they want to look like. So I, I just think it's all a bunch of greediness. Yeah, I, I have to agree with that. And I mean, you know, as a Raiders fan, you know, when I when I heard in the offseason early in the offseason that we had signed Antonio Brown, like for a split second, I was like, that's a good pickup. And then uh, after that split second went away, I knew we were going to live to regret signing this guy because he he just brings so much drama and craziness uh, to a team. And uh, this this whole helmet thing—if you don't know what we're talking about—you uh, probably haven't watched sports in the last two weeks. Um, Antonio Brown uh, has worn the same helmet his entire nine-year career, and the NFL has banned that helmet because it's no longer a viable piece of safety equipment. Like the helmet is too old. The padding is, is not sufficient to keep him safe anymore. And um, he has already filed two grievances against the NFL to try to fight so he can keep his helmet. And uh, the NFL has both times... Well, they, they've said no the first time. The second one he's, fa- he's filed will absolutely get shot down again. And he is threatened uh, to not... Not only to not play, but to completely retire uh, from football if, they, if he can't wear his precious little helmet. And... Um, it, it's it's pretty it's pretty sick like to just sit there and watch this guy making millions of dollars and all he has to do is catch a ball um and he just you know i mean there's other players that have had to make this adjustment there's other he's not the only one they've asked to stop wearing this helmet other players have made this adjustment and if your entire value as a wide receiver is wrapped up in what helmet you wear i don't think you're worth 30 million dollars anyway you know and i what's your study in it not only are they not worth it, but people, th- these are professional football players. Mm-hmm. He's just amazing. Don't be wrong. He's great. Yeah. But it, it's going to be a Le'Veon Bell situation where if Zeke doesn't play, Dallas will find somebody else to run straight through those that offensive line. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not, they may not be as successful, but they're going to be successful. Mm-hmm. And every team, you know, if, if they lose Antonio Brown or somebody else decides not to play, Melvin Gordon, whoever it is, Somebody else is going to step in their role and produce good numbers, and all that person is doing is bringing down their own self value by crying about somebody. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, in in defense of a fantasy owner, that you know, like people don't. I don't think people really realize the scope of how large um, an industry fantasy football really is. So this isn't just hurting somebody's, you know. <laughs> Sports team, it's not. Do what? 
this kid end up being a tattoo on somebody's neck next absolutely year. i mean it's it's that kind of thing at stake too it's not just you know somebody's imaginary sports team i mean there are there's millions of dollars changing hands here across this entire industry just because one guy doesn't want to wear a helmet um and in the whole Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott situation, I mean, like, Dak Prescott was offered a $30 million a year contract, and he thinks he's worth $10 million more, but they haven't even won, the, they, they haven't even gone that deep in the playoffs. They haven't even made it past the, the divisional round. Off the subject of NFL, or is it a staff and, uh, and all y'all, y'all picking college games already? Did y'all do that We haven't picked any games yet, but we're we're getting geared up uh, for college football. I was I was just telling them earlier. I, I was a little more wrapped up in baseball this year than I normally am, so I'm just now starting to get amped up for the college football season. Um, did you see where Alabama was uh, uh, ranked as the number one college football team uh, ever? Oh, no, man. I don't know. I don't know it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we knew it too, but uh, ESPN with uh, this being the 150th year of college football, they uh, they did a poll, um, and they it has been voted that Alabama was the greatest college football program in the last 150 years. So, for reference, Auburn was 20 something. So you know, good for little brother, right? Um, just tell us your expectations for for college football this year. What do you What do you think? And you got any hot takes for us? Not just for Alabama, but for the season in general. Uh, you know, I, I don't. I think it's going to be very similar to last year. I think that um, I do think Georgia's a little overhyped. I mean, being at three, in my opinion. But um, mm-hmm. then again, I, I think Alabama may be a little overhyped. I don't like starting the season. Uh, uh, second, but then I'd really hate starting the season first. So. Right. Um, you know, I think I think it's going to be a good season. I think that they've got a lot to prove, but uh, you know, being that close to the top makes me a little nervous. I wish we were kind of like Auburn and we had low expectations <laughs> and somehow managed to beat some fairly insignificant teams and make our way to the top. But right, I, I get that. You know, but I think there's been I think the consensus around a lot of fans, especially Alabama fans, is you know uh, we'll learn from what we lost last year and it'll make us a better team. And now that we don't have the pressure of being number one and all these high expectations, uh, we can take that and go hit someone in the mouth with it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to do, we'll do a little version of pick them here. Which of which team is going to have the better record? I'm just rapid fire. You ready? Okay. South Carolina or Missouri? Missouri. I think Missouri's getting better. They got that new quarterback now. Yeah, okay, uh, Florida or LSU? Yeah, I would say LSU. I think that they're still young and they lost some close games last year. Yeah, and I, I think LSU's got. I mean, both teams are insanely talented, but I, there's just something about LSU. They're always stronger and faster than whoever they play, unless they play us. But, um, uh, okay, Auburn or Georgia? Um. Here's, that's a tough one, you know. Georgia mm-hmm. is good. I, I did just dishonor them a little bit at number number three, but I do like Auburn. They just announced today that Bo Nix is going to be the new quarterback. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's part of the encouraging. It may improve some I'm going to Okay, uh, Mississippi State or Tennessee? 
you know, Mississippi State, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you think there's any credibility to to what's going on over there in Knoxville? Do you think they're going to surprise some people? Will Tennessee make a bowl game? Uh, yeah, they will. Okay. I think so. I think they'll pick it up this year, and I think the East, I mean, this is going to sound bad, and I don't mean it as a backhand compliment, but the East is a little softer this year. Um, Kentucky is not going to be the team we saw last year because all of those players that made that team as good as they were, um, they were basically one win away from the SEC championship game. Um, but they, a lot of those players went to the NFL or graduated, and uh, they won't be there. Um, I think they, they can really contend with South Carolina. Um, even though I feel I feel like South Carolina is going to surprise a couple of people, uh, they won't make that much noise. So I think you know, I think the East is really down to Florida and Georgia, but I think Tennessee could definitely make up some ground and get into a bowl game this year. I agree. What are, What are your expectations for the Atlanta Braves going forward? The, I, I'm really uh, I really was impressed with the Dodgers series. I mm-hmm. thought that. Um, I thought that our bullpen finally showed what they could be capable of. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people were impressed that our offense showed up. I wasn't. I mean, I knew that even though we had a lot of guys hurt, I think our offense will be there. Uh, we can hit off of anybody, whether it's Ryu or you know, Kershaw. It doesn't matter. I mean, I think we can we can play ball with the rest of them. It's just if our bullpen can hang in there and Tremont uh, doesn't destroy us in the first half <laughs> of the game, I think we're going to be okay. I, I definitely agree with you. I'm I'm right there with you. I think that we have a if we just keep playing 500 baseball, keep our head above water, we'll definitely win the division. And uh, then it's it's you know who knows going from there. I feel like this guy's really the limit for this team, and I'm excited. You know, in the playoffs, all you got to do is win more than you lose. Yep, that's all it is. Yes, sir. All right. Well, Ricky, we've enjoyed having you here. Always good to talk to you, especially about sports, but about about anything. Uh, Man, and we hope you are doing fantastic, and uh, we'll we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, man. And that sound means it's time for me to tell you where you can find us when we're not here. Uh, Instagram. We're on Instagram. If you're on Instagram, you can find us at varsity underscore radio underscore show twitter at varsity radio 885 and facebook at varsity radio show cool it's been an awesome show it has been a fantastic show loved having douglas in studio come on brother and sister duo that was Mm -hmm. amazing to learn about how uh, she's adopted and all that that cool stuff i love when we get in there and we get the stuff between the sports yes and the school and we get the real life stuff Mm -hmm. it's always fun so yeah and it was really cool because like like i said when they told us that they weren't blood relative, I couldn't tell. And not—I <laughs> right. mean, they do kind of look alike, they but do. it's the the way they interacted with each other. Yeah, they seemed very, very close, and I think that's really cool. Yep. Uh, so yeah, it's been a great day all around. Yeah. So I guess you can catch us right back here, same varsity place, same varsity time, two thirty to four thirty on Tuesdays on eighty-eight five, and uh. You guys stay classy and don't you go changing. I love how you end the show every week. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Steven. You're Thank you. very welcome.